from Jordan-Hare Stadium to Auburn Arena. From the Plains to the recruiting trail and all points in between. If it's Auburn, we've got it covered. Did I say War Eagle? Or War Eagle. That's it? War Eagle. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast with Brandon Marcello. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. We are joined by Keith Niebuhr today of Auburn Undercover. Huge recruiting weekend in the books, obviously, for Auburn. You guys all know that. Big Cat weekend uh, came and went. Auburn got a commitment out of it. Um, basketball had a huge, huge weekend with a lot of visitors and also got a commitment from a 2021 uh, point guard, actually, number one recruit in the state of Mississippi. But, Keith, overall, what are your thoughts exiting Big Cat weekend for Auburn? Yeah, I, I think it was a good weekend for Auburn. You know, Auburn only had six commitments entering the weekend, was ranked 29th in the class recruiting rankings, you know, uh, kind of needed some momentum. I mean, this isn't an unfamiliar place. You know, it was just two years ago, Brandon, at this time, Auburn had like the number 51 class in the country in late June before uh, Shedrick Jackson committed. In fact, uh, I was on vacation. <laughs> you know, so they've been here before. They've been in spots at this time of year where they haven't exactly you know, set the world on fire in terms of early commitments. But but still, you, you want to see Auburn getting commitments. You know, Georgia's ranked high in the rankings. Alabama's high. You know, all their rivals are high. And so you want to see Auburn, uh, you know, do something if you're an Auburn fan or an Auburn coach. And, and they did. Uh, last Saturday morning, J.B. and Cohen gave him commitment number seven. Uh, this is a good player. Uh, we have him as a four-star, 24-7 sports. About 6'5", 280, 85 pounds. Pretty raw kid still as an offensive tackle. Uh, can play left tackle. I don't think there's any question about that. He's still growing. Uh, he looks a lot taller than when I saw him a year ago at this time, when I actually, quite frankly, and I know I've told people on the board this, the message boards at Auburn Undercover, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't surprised Auburn waited. I, I wasn't sure they'd ever offer because I didn't know he had the frame. But then I ran into him for the first time in a few months, and he was taller. He's getting bigger. So you like that frame. You know, he could be a guy 6'5", 6'5 and a half, 310 pounds in a couple of years. And he's super athletic, and he's, he's naturally strong. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to you know, bench press 225 pounds 38 times, but he's naturally strong. He's got a powerful punch, and he's pretty athletic. Brand. He's actually really athletic. And one of the reasons why is, you know, it's easier to put weight on a guy, uh, and, you know, who's and have him succeed than take weight off a lot of the time. In other words, he's just now starting to add weight to him. He's already sort of athletic. He wasn't some fat kid that, then had to lose weight, heavy, and has to lose weight. He's a kid that's that was lighter and is putting on weight, and and that means it'll be good weight. In other words, they're not going to have to get this guy in there and get him eating right to shed a lot of bad pounds, which sometimes isn't easy to do. But he, he's really athletic. He's strong. Uh, and again, he's only started one year at the high school level, led his team to the Class 7A state championship, Phoenix City Central, uh, down by Columbus, Georgia. A powerful program. They beat Alabaster. Alabaster's Thompson High School in the state championship game, which had multiple high-level prospects on that team, including a couple kids that signed with Alabama. So he's got a lot of potential. Uh, that's, again, commitment number seven for Auburn and Brandon. The big thing is it's commitment number three along the offensive line, and two of them are tackles. The other one is Jonathan Buskey out of Coffeeville Community College, who your sources and my sources have said, this guy's probably going to be able to come in and start at left tackle next year for Auburn. And then a third offensive line commit is four-star guard Avery Jernigan out of Pierce County, Georgia, uh, the town of Blackshear, which is down 
in the southeast portion of the state, down near Waycross, just north of the Okefenokee Swamp. Really good players. So, you know, Auburn's doing really well on the offensive line. You know, are, are there any five stars committed? No. Uh, but you've got three guys with a lot of ability so far and still up to three or four offensive line spots. Uh, so that was a good start for, for Auburn, Brandon, obviously. And, you know, there was a lot more going on that day, too. Do you think that, uh, obviously, after coming out this weekend, it, it kind of set, sets well with a lot of the recruits and it oh, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you get a commitment as we've seen like day of or, or even mm-hmm. week week after. But how do you think Auburn stands for the rest of the summer? I mean, I mean if you had to guess, you know, how, many, how many more commitments could we see before, the say, the season starts? Oh, I, think Auburn, I think Auburn could have five, six, seven more commits, no question, by the time of the end of the summer gets to us. You know, Big Cat Weekend, Brandon, and, you know, it's not just about landing commitments that day. In fact, there have been years, many years, where Auburn didn't get any commitments that day. It's about laying the groundwork for commitments down the road more than anything else. Uh, you know, I, I'll give you an example. A kid like Lawrence Tofili is a running back out of Florida, Pinellas Park, Florida. That's the Tampa Bay area. So this was only his second visit to Auburn. So he's not going to commit during Big Cat Weekend. So why was it big to Auburn? Well, because his first visit to Auburn, which was in early April, he came with a teammate. This time he brought most of his family, including his grandfather, who just happens to be a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Well, who played for the Bucs and who was one of his favorite players? Auburn running backs coach Cadillac Williams. So this was granddad's first time hanging out with Cadillac Williams, spending a lot of time with him, getting to know him. Same with mom, same with his sisters. So that is what I mean by laying the groundwork for something down the road. Is Auburn going to land? The four-star running back, Lawrence Stofeely, I don't know. But I can tell you, they're in a better position now than they were entering that visit because Big Cat Weekend is not about breaking down film with Brandon Marcello, the star quarterback out of Arkansas. It's about getting Brandon Marcello. I'm really giving you a lot of a lot of credit here, Brandon. It's about getting Brandon Marcello and his family in to see the coaches in a different light, to spend time with the Auburn coaches and their families, uh, and vice versa, and really get to know them on a personal level and sort of take football out of the equation. You know, Auburn preaches home. You know this, Brandon. Home, family, all that stuff. Well, it, it's one thing to tell people about it. It's another thing to show people about it. And that's what Big Cat Weekend's about, showing people that it's about family at Auburn, that it's about this being your future home. And so, again, that's why you don't see too many commitments that day. But a lot of the kids, I mean, history shows that, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but history shows that a lot of the kids that attend this event end up in the class at Auburn. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just one after the other. I mean, families love it. Uh, the kids love it. It's all about having fun and just relaxing and kind of getting away from the stress that recruiting has become, Brandon. You know, as this was going on, I found it interesting that it appeared that basketball mixed in a little bit with football and that yeah. the sense that, I think Bruce Pearl even talked to some of the football guys. There, you saw on Twitter pictures of football players posing for photos with Bruce Pearl. Things have changed quite a bit on the recruiting uh, realm for Auburn basketball, hasn't it? Yeah, Bruce Pearl's a rock star, and we've seen this happen at other schools historically. There was a time when Texas was really good at these two sports: Michigan, of course, uh, Florida. I mean, so we've seen it happen before, and it can be done, as Auburn has shown. But Bruce Pearl is a rock star right now. And and kids, you know, <clears throat> after the event the other day, Brandon, when you and I were interviewing kids, you know, I would I would sit there talking to a kid and their family and you'd see them looking over at Bruce Pearl just kind of observing him. 
he's uh he's interesting i mean he's he is he's really into it and, and he's smart you know i mean it was one day why not why not help and why not help out the football program but also it shows the guys you're recruiting is uh, to the basketball program that this is a guy that cares about more than just himself and more about just his program I mean, Bruce Pearl, more than any other coach I think I've ever been around, and I, I don't like to use the word cover, Brandon, because quite frankly, I don't cover him. You do. But I, I've never seen anybody like this before. You know, Gus Gus tries. Gus Gus tries. Gus is a lot more personal around recruits and families than he is around a lot of people. I mean, he, uh, you know, I think he gets it too. It's just not in his DNA to be as, uh, you know, outgoing as Bruce Pearl is. But those two really get along. And you know, one thing I've seen is Bruce Pearl knows how to make Gus laugh, and I think that's kind of funny, too. But uh, Bruce Pearl lights up a room, and, and granted, we were outside when I saw him, uh, I guess the room being you know, Auburn, but uh, yeah, I think that helps. I mean, again, it's, um, it, it, yeah, I heard somebody say, in fact, I heard Rodney Garner, I overheard Rodney Garner, the defensive line coach, Brandon, telling a family, and when Bruce Pearl came over to talk to me, he said, hey, one team, one family, and, and that's what Auburn is, or at least should be, and that's what every school should be. Everybody... Everybody uh, fighting for the same cause. And, and again, Bruce Pearl gets it. And I'm sure you can elaborate on that. But I mean, I, I just have never seen a guy be able to work a room uh, like this guy ever. I've been doing this a long time. I look younger, but I'm pushing mid 40s here. And, and I'm telling you, this guy is unique. Yeah. And like you said, he's come, he's a bit of a rock star. He's always been a rock star. Oh, but yeah. He's certainly on the bigger stage now that he made a. Final four run um, this weekend. He hosted a load of five star and four star guys, a Georgia legacy, and Walker Kessler, a six foot ten, six foot eleven center, who's a legit five star. Who, considering Duke, uh, Auburn, North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, where his father, his uncle, um, and his older brother, I believe, even attended. So. Um, a lot of pull there, but what's interesting, as we wrote about, is his his family goes to Lake Martin, where they own a house, a lake house, um, and they were there for Memorial Day weekend, so they pretty much just went from there to Auburn to visit last week. Um, and Auburn's very much in the mix, which, you know, a lot of people, they just assume that George is it, or maybe it'll be Duke, but the family, I talked to his father and, and to, to Walker himself. They said Auburn's definitely in their top three right now, and they, they're probably going to make another visit, and that visit will be to Gonzaga. And then after that, they're going to try and make a decision in October, November. But that's just an example of one player who's a five-star guy. Obviously, there's Sharif Cooper, the point guard that everybody loves. Uh, Brandon Boston's another. And then they got a commitment from Deshaun Ruffin, uh, 2021, Point guard, who's five foot nine, and everybody's comparing to Jared Harper, um, number one player in the state of Mississippi for the class of 2021. It'll be interesting to see if he adds another inch or two. He's only, you know, going into his junior season here, still a long ways to go before he gets on campus. But Auburn is bringing on talent uh, for recruiting trips that they haven't seen in some time. And, you know, listen, you get enough five stars and four stars on campus, you're going to land a few of them. And uh, Bruce Pearl has already proven to do that um, yeah. in the past. He's had he's had two five stars, I believe, commit and come to Auburn during his tenure already. And if this class itself can get two five stars, which I believe it could very well do uh, for 2020, it, it's going to be the best class ever in well, Auburn basketball history. Well, Brandon, let, let's think about this. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm driving uh, on the highway here. And, uh, I, I didn't. 
you know, just trying to <laughs> trying to pay attention to the road and talk. But let's think about this for a second. You know, Auburn historically has had pretty good basketball teams here and there. Uh, but, you know, not a lot of McDonald's All-Americans. And certainly, you know, now you're looking at a program that is competing against Duke, Virginia, Gonzaga for, for these top guys. And it's, I mean, Kentucky, I mean, it's even just a couple of years ago, even Bruce's first couple of years, you didn't know if that was necessarily going to happen. I mean, you thought that obviously it was going to pick up and recruiting was going to pick up. And this is just incredible. And you, you know, you mentioned Sharif uh, Cooper. I keep wanting to call him Sharif Floyd, the NFL player, but Sharif Cooper, little guy, unbelievable talent though. But I, I had to run, I happened to run into him a few times every day on campus. And I, I don't think I put this on the message board, but he looks and feels like a guy that's really comfortable walking around all by himself. You know, that, that's a guy that they get in on early, as you know, you, you cover more of this stuff than I do, but uh, they were in on him early. And I guess, I think you told him, you told me this, that Bruce Pearl said, Hey, you're going to, you're going to get a lot of big schools after you down the road. Trust me. And then when it happened, it, it really helped Auburn because Bruce predicted it. Uh, but this kid, he was in the athletic offices hanging out with people. Oh, check this out. Uh, uh, Andy Boykin, one of Auburn's football recruits, told me, or Auburn's football targets, uh, said, yeah, man, I ran into Sharif Cooper because I had to take a photo of him. That guy's a star. And so, I mean, that's kind of cool. Uh, but Sharif Cooper, uh, he, you know, he just looks like a guy that is comfortable in Auburn and knows his way around. And I think... You know, we see it in football, and I'm assuming it's similar to that in basketball. When, it, when a kid starts coming over by himself for unofficial visits, let's say, and walks in and knows everybody in the building, and you start getting pretty good vibes in, in that in those cases. And, and I'm, you know, that's kind of what it feels like with Sharif Cooper. But uh, Brandon, they had what three five stars on the basketball court in there the other day. Brandon Boston being the other one, BJ Boston, also out of Atlanta. I, you know, I happen to see him and Cooper play this summer. Special talents. You know, Boston's like six seven. Could be a shooting guard. Could be a wing. He's that guy. You you've covered a lot more SEC basketball in recent years than I have, Brandon. But you tell me. Let me ask you a question. You tell me the value of having a long, a long defender, a long six six guy on the wing in the SEC and in college basketball these days. Because that's that's what Boston is. He's also a scorer, by the way. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, and Auburn loves guys that can run, but also long guys who could help defend and, and for you know the past two years as successful as Auburn's been the final four SEC tournament championship and an SEC regular season championship they haven't necessarily had that long type of defender that can push you off of uh, the three-point line and that's kind of been Auburn's weakness if you look at it is Auburn's three-point defense yeah, and point. that's because they've been smaller at the guard positions and even the three spot at times on defense and teams have been able to shoot over them and what you do is when, you, when you're able to get a bigger guy at the three or maybe even the two, as you said with Brandon Boston, that's going to help out their defense tremendously. Um, that's not to knock what Jared Harper and Bryce Brown were defensively. They were fantastic defensively. They had a great knack for being able to spot the ball and uh, knock it out of the hands of a, an offensive player. But when it came to three-point defense, I mean, if a guy's taller than you, he's going to be able to out-jump you most likely. And – He's going to be able to get a clean shot off, and that's mostly what happened over these last few seasons. And you know, they get a bigger guy here or there, give, give you some length. Some, you know, it'll be great. I think that's why one Chumo Kiki when he went to the NBA, he's gone to the NBA now. Why he was so special one is just because he was so talented. But that length and everything, and his ability uh, to guard every position on the floor is what made him so valuable 
um, not only offensively but defensively. He changed the makeup of the game, especially in the postseason, because of his defense. And uh, a lot of his defensive plays went unnoticed, but his defensive plays almost always led to points on the other end. And um, I guess long story short is um, it's good that it's okay to have a shorter player like a Jared Harper um, or in, in the case of Deshaun Ruffin, who's going to be coming in 2021, running your point. But if you can get some guys with some length, at the two and three spots, that's that's just that's just fantastic for your defense. Yeah. And, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But I, listen, five star guys in basketball are five star guys. Rarely do they like you know not pan out. Uh, I because I think you know listen, I'm not a recruiting guru. I think it's a little bit easier to judge guys on a basketball wavelength of whether they're a five star or say a three star. Um, because of the natural ability they have and the competition they're going against. Yeah. It's literally a, it's literally like a one-on-one game, you know? Well, and they're yeah. playing a lot of different competition in the summer and, and in the spring. It's a little bit yeah. different from football uh, recruiting and, and, you make and a great evaluation. Point. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You make a great point. I know we're going to talk more about football here in a sec, but a couple of things. Walker Kessler's recruitment is one of the more intriguing ones. got to be in the country. The fact that he's got all those ties, dad and uncle playing at Georgia, got Duke after him, Gonzaga, Virginia. If Auburn can pull this kid, I mean, first of all, you know, Georgia's no slouch of basketball recruiting anymore. Okay, Tom Crean has picked it up a couple notches himself. So the timing of this, this young guy coming along at this time is fascinating. But you, know, you make a great point about evaluations for basketball because all of these Nike events is essentially best on best at the actual sport. In other words, a lot of the best on best we see when we're looking at football recruits is at a camp in shorts. Okay. Uh, and so you're not really seeing them in the action of a game. And when I go see a kid on a Friday night and when uh, Wesley McGriff, Auburn's secondary coach goes and sees a kid on Friday night, chances are if he's a guy that Auburn likes, he's going to be the best player on the field 98.9% of the time. And nobody's going to be in his league. So you, how do you really know? Okay. What's he going to do when he's facing guys of equal or similar talent? In basketball, you sort of know. You're seeing it all the time. They're playing game after game after game. 
against high-level competition. And it's the actual game. It's not just uh, shooting free throws against the guy. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it's uh, I think you're right there, Brandon. I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, real quick, you mentioned Walker yeah. Kessler and, and Sharif Cooper. Guess who offered Walker Kessler first? Auburn. Oh, yeah. I mean, Auburn, like Bruce Pearl has a way of identifying talent quickly and getting in on them early because he believes he's got to outwork everybody to get people to come to Auburn. But now that they made this Final Four, I think it's going to be easier for them to take Auburn a little bit more seriously. And as I said, down the road here, whether it's this year or beyond, you know, Auburn's got two five stars in their history, um, and they're both under Bruce Pearl, by the way, at least yeah. in the modern era here. And I think they got a legitimate shot well, look, at having two or three five star guys look, look, and then a bunch of four star guys. Look how good Atlanta's got to be to cut you off again. I oh, it's incredible. That. Get, that's why get, that's why yeah. I never could understand, Keith, why Georgia has been bad at basketball because yeah. of the town in Atlanta. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And and you know the thing is it's like, you know, for years Georgia Tech would go up to Nor- uh, New York and get great players, but they kinda they kinda ran that state as well. Other schools have gotten players out of there. Uh gosh, but you know, it's it's right there for the taking. When you look at the guys that were the big contributors on that Model 14 last year, Chuma, Harper, and Bryce Brown, well, where did they come from, the state of Georgia? So, you know, and now Auburn's got real cred over there. I mean, it was it was a leap of faith for a while. Now it's not a leap of faith. It's it's They've been there, you know, and he plans to get back, too. Cer- certainly. Let, let's get back to football here. Yeah. So how many kids in total were on campus and I know a lot, and several of them have already committed to other yeah. places. Kind of what I know you did a great piece about like the 10 players Auburn maybe felt like they did a good job of uh, improving their stock with. Who are, what are some names we really need to look at and, and really observe here over these next yeah. couple of months yeah, that's before the early signing there period? A, yeah, there's about 30, 35 kids. I don't have the exact number. We still, you know, some kids sneak in and sneak out. It's, it's tough to know, but they don't want it to be too big because. Again, if you're trying to get to know as many kids as possible on a personal level, you don't want 100 kids there. You want it to be about eh, two to three dozen. So that's what it was, right around 30 prospects. Let's go position by position. Running back, we mentioned Lawrence Tefili early, uh, earlier. That's a kid out of Tampa Bay. Uh, Auburn, FSU, Florida battle. Auburn's got as good a shot as anybody. Uh, Roydell Williams was another running back there. And this one's a, a good one uh, to note, Brandon, because he's a long time, well, not a long time. He committed to Alabama late last year and he committed to Alabama over Auburn. He was very close to Tim Horton, the former running backs coach. Uh, and so you wondered, you know, could Auburn is already committed to Bama. They got a new running backs coach in there. Is it over? And, and look, it, let's make no bones about it. it it's going to be tough to flip this guy, but slowly, but surely Cadillac Williams has built a relationship with this young man. And he visited, uh, over the weekend, he had a good time. He says he's going to come back for an official visit. I mean, look, you never know. You 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 can't recruit just you can't put all your eggs in all all your eggs in one basket. Obviously, you got to have other options. Maybe Bama gets another kid on the commit list, and he says, you know, gosh, I don't I don't like this situation anymore. It's happened Auburn before in reverse. So uh, those are a couple guys to watch there. Now at the wide receiver position, Brandon, uh, you and I have talked about this before. I, Every year, it seems like Auburn does pretty well at receiver and recruiting. You think it'd be tough because they haven't had uh, the great quarterbacks at Auburn through the years, but they keep getting good receivers. They've got two solid ones committed right now, four stars, Kobe Hudson and J.J. Evans. But they could add up to three more. At one point, it looked like maybe they'd only take three, but now they're thinking, look, if they can get these high-level guys, they're going to take four or five. Elijah Canyon out of South Florida, 
Florida-Auburn battle. I think Auburn's trending. I can see him landing at Auburn. Xavier Capers is an Arkansas commit, uh, Brandon, and he's Arkansas's highest-rated commit. He visited the other day. He may come back this week. Auburn's got a really good shot to flip him if they want. I say if they want because all of a sudden it looks like Auburn's making a pretty good move again with E.J. Williams out of Phoenix City, Alabama. So that's a guy we've always thought Clemson had the best shot with. Well, Clemson's starting to fill up a little bit. Uh, Alabama has four receivers committed. So Auburn and Tennessee, watch out for those teams. But Auburn doing really well there. Uh, on the offensive line, uh, really a couple of guys to watch. Tate Johnson out of Hogansville, Georgia, which, by the way, I'm passing it right now. Uh, Callaway High School, he's going to commit by midsummer. Auburn is clearly the team to beat a uh, three-star offensive guard. Uh, Zillian, Z- uh, excuse me, <laughs> Keelian. Zaire out of uh, College of the Canyons in California is a junior college guy. He's only played football like a, one year of organized football at, at a high level. Uh, he's a native of Germany, Brandon, 6'7", 295. Physically reminds me and a lot of people of Garrett Bowles, who Auburn tried to sign a couple years ago out of, out of junior college, Snow Junior College in Utah. He ultimately picked Utah and became a first-round pick of the Broncos. He has a similar frame to him, only been playing, like I said, he played a year last year and already is the number one ranked junior college offensive tackle in the country. He officially visited Auburn, really made a good impression. Problem is he's got four more officials to take, so you're always a little leery there. But he did say they've got a, a high bar that other people have to kind of jump over. And, you know, again, Brandon, Auburn can sell depth chart. You know, Tega's going to be gone after this year. And uh, and uh, Jack Driscoll are going to be gone. So the, the opportunity to start is there. So they're very much in it with him. So those are a couple of guys to watch. They're tight end, really one of the two best tight ends in the country. Five-star Darnell Washington of Las Vegas, Nevada was in, and that's big for Auburn. Second time on campus this year, Brandon. Third time overall. Looks like Alabama and Georgia could be the top contenders, but Auburn is sneaky here. They're, they're in this more than people realize. So we'll see. He says he's going to come back at least once more, maybe even two more times. I'd say if he comes back two more times. Auburn's got a real shot. Uh, so, you know, pretty good shape there. On the defensive line, I think one guy to watch is Ikevious Walker. Uh, he's out of Sly County, Georgia. Elleville, I think, is the town. Man, about an hour or so southeast of Columbus. Always thought to have been a strong Georgia lean, maybe even Florida second. Not a lot of talk about Auburn, but he's closer with Rodney Garner now than anyone recruiting him. You never count Rodney Garner out, that's for sure. At linebacker, and I know, Brandon, you, you might as well just you know, take a quick nap here while I run it on and on, but but at linebacker, they had a lot of guys in. Trenton Simpson, four-star out of Charlotte. They got a real shot there. I hear it's Auburn and Georgia trending now. Those two programs, Philip Webb, whose father attended Auburn. He's out of the Metro Atlanta area. They got a real shot there. Desmond Tisdall, whose stock is soaring. He's out of Rochelle, Georgia. And you know, Brandon, and I think a lot of people listening know, that is Nick Marshall's hometown. Uh, Auburn's the team to beat with him. And then also Wesley Steiner out of Warner Robins, Georgia, visited. Uh, and Auburn's got a shot there. It's Auburn, Stanford. And you know what? Auburn's trending up right now. So, uh, uh, you know, a lot of good moments here. And I'll, I'll give you one more name. Uh, I can't remember everybody, but Ethan Pouncey in the secondary. Four-star corner at a Winter Park, Florida. That's a really nice suburb of Orlando. Probably the nicest part of Orlando other than Windermere, I'd say. And this kid, brother, his brother is a receiver at Texas. His second cousins, I believe, are the Pouncey brothers who played at Florida who are all Americans and, quite frankly, are probably headed, both of them, to the NFL Hall of Fame in the way they've played thus far in the NFL. So Florida-Texas battle? Not quite. 
Auburn probably is the team to beat right now. The main reason is Auburn has a major need for cornerbacks in this cycle. He loves it. He's bonding with the staff. He's bonding with his area recruiter, Cody Burns, with secondary coach Marcus Woodson, and a surprise guy that he's bonding with, Marcus Davis. Remember him? He played receiver at Auburn, now works in the recruiting office at Auburn. And because he's a Florida guy, state of Florida guy, those two have sort of hit it off. It's somebody that uh, he's found a little bit of a confidant, Marcus Davis. Uh, Ethan Pouncey, a guy that Auburn absolutely could land. And you know, he's not in any hurry to commit, but definitely a guy that Auburn probably leads for as we record this, Brandon. So, you know, again, there's been a lot of negative chatter out there dating back to last fall about Gus Malzahn's stability. Uh, and that's been used heavily against Auburn on the recruiting show. But these guys have had to deal, these guys, I mean, the coaches on the staff, this is nothing new to them. Two cycles ago, you know, Gus was in a similar spot where you thought he, he had to win it or else. And they did win um, and uh, were able to get a, he was able to get an extension. Uh, but, you know, so they, they're used to recruiting against this negative stuff. OK, so I think that experience is helping the staff. And really, again, Auburn selling family, community. Uh, this is your home. Uh, you know, hey, this is a different kind of place, not just a business. You know, that appeals to a lot of kids and their families. And, uh, and you know, I, I got to be honest, Brandon, you know, the fans were really negative leading into Big Cat Weekend. And yeah, quite frankly, so was I, because I, I was concerned for Auburn, you know, when are the commits going to start coming? Who are they going to get? And, you know, coming out of Big Cat Weekend, I see a lot of guys there that they can land. Is there still going to be a lot of work to be done this fall? Absolutely. Uh, but Auburn's in a much better spot now than I, than I think just a few weeks ago. Much better spot. Over under, I'm going to push you here. Does Auburn get another yeah. commitment in the next week? Uh, next week. Week. I, you know, I, you know, I'll say, I'll say there's a good chance. I'll say, I'll say 75% chance in the next week. I think June could be a good month for Auburn. It, it, historically, it has been. So, you know, the dead period, the next, the next dead period starts the last week of June and goes for the first three weeks of July. So uh, that's when the coaches can take their vacations. You can't have visitors on campus. They can call people. A lot of people don't quite understand that dynamic of it. Dead means you just can't have. You can't have them on your campus, and you can't go visit them. But uh, I, I think June could be a decent month for Auburn. I'll say two, three commits maybe. I mean, don't ask me who, but I'm just saying I think that there's enough momentum out there now and enough kids out there that are kind of getting to that next level where they want to think about getting toward the end of the recruitment. So it makes me think that Auburn could have a good month. Keith Niebuhr, always on top of things. And I just have to oh, sit yeah. back and listen, <laughs> as like everybody else to this podcast, for the ultimate information. Keith? Great stuff. No one has it covered like 24-7 sports. Go undercover with Auburn Undercover. Undercover.